Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Be Well podcast. I am your host, Isabella Galan, and we are here for our second week of um, Women Empowerment Month with a very, 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 very <laughs> special guest, Gina Mellish, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Hello, <laughs> Gina. How are you? Hi, Bella. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And you're also one of my favorite people in the whole Aww. world, so I'm glad it's mutual. <laughs> Stop, stop. If you could see me right now, I'm literally just like crawling up in a ball because like <laughs> if you had told me like a year, it, like over a year ago that like you knew who I was or like, <laughs> like I would have just like freaked out. Like it's just so crazy. But you have been there for me every step of the way on my Aww. journey to Miss New Jersey Teen USA and to Miss Teen USA. So Thank you from the bottom of my heart for just being kind of like the older sister I never had. And I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. And I know everybody's going to love you here as well. Oh, thank you. Love you too. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm pretty sure because last week um, we interviewed Lexi, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm pretty sure if they know me at all and they're listening, they probably (laughs) have an idea who you are. But for those of you that don't, um, if you could just introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. Of course. So how Bella and I know each other is I had the absolute honor and pleasure of being her coach for Miss New Jersey Teen USA, her winning year. And she was my first client and winner ever. So you hold such a special place in my heart besides the fact that you're super special. But um, I was a former Miss New Jersey Teen USA in 2016 former Miss New Jersey USA in 2020. I was so lucky. I placed top 10 at Miss Woo! USA. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, and after Miss USA, I took a step back. I was majoring in fashion at Marist College, and I was interning at Giorgio Armani at the time. And then COVID hit. So I was at Miss USA during COVID. And I took a step back before I went back into the fashion industry. And I was like, I really don't want to work a nine to five. I don't want to be in New York City. I don't want to be in an office. What can I do to really solidify the reach that I have um, and the experience that I have in the industry and make it my own. And I launched my jewelry brand. It will be two years tomorrow, which is crazy. No way. So yeah, Gina, the brand was born after Miss USA. And it really is my entire baby. It's my full time job. Um, Basically, everything is genuine sterling silver and gold vermeil, tarnish free water friendly, and it cultivates like basically combines my love of jewelry and accessories from the pageant world um, and also my like edginess of being in the fashion industry. So I hope that when people see GTB, they kind of get that vibe. Um, And in addition to owning GTB, I also stated before, am a pageant coach and Bella is my first winner, my first year out. Um, So such a special place in my heart. But yeah, so full on businesswoman. I own two businesses and basically don't sleep at night (laughs) because of that. Oh my goodness. I don't know how you do it all, but for everyone that's listening, when I tell you, you will never catch me going anywhere without wearing Gina the brand, whether that is her rings or a bracelet or an, um, earrings. I 
always wear and every time I do someone always stops me so you're literally my favorite 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 jewelry brand today and every single time I go out even my mom and my sister be like oh you got your GTB on and I'm like I got my (laughs) GTB on my mom has her stuff my sister's always like when you're not using it can I use them next because she wants some so we're gonna do a little bit more shopping especially since it's the two-year anniversary we'll do some more shopping and everybody who's listening definitely go take a look it is amazing I literally never take it off never (laughs) never stains on me nothing it is absolute perfection you're so so cute oh well you're just perfect so (laughs) (laughs) this is the whole episode is literally just gonna be you and me going back no we love you you. (laughs) no but we're gonna get into some um, more deeper conversation too and like you said you are running two businesses and you are a hard-working young female mm-hmm. entrepreneur in an industry that is obviously very competitive. You definitely mm-hmm. know a little bit more about it than I do. But how has it been as a young entrepreneur in this field and like any challenges that you faced that you didn't expect to or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I'm actually really happy you brought that up because I feel like being in this space, um, it's not a very linear kind of feeling, right? I have days where I am like super proud of my accomplishments and feel so honored. And then there's days where I deal with things like imposter syndrome or comparison culture. Um, Imposter syndrome is basically where you feel like you either don't deserve your accomplishments or can't believe they're happening to you or don't understand why. And I mean, comparison culture is real. I've been around for two years and I'm so proud of the businesses that I've grown, especially you know, GTB, it continues to grow, which is so great. But I think sometimes we can get caught up in like comparison culture. Um, And it's something like recently, like even last week, I was really trying to go through. And I think the best way to deal with that for me is really to sit back, look at my numbers, look at what I've been able to accomplish just at 23. um, And this being my full time job and just taking really every single opportunity um, and making something of it, which I really pride myself on. I wake up every day. I'm like, okay, what can I do for my businesses today? Like, even Mm. if it's one thing, whether it's sending out an email to my subscribers, posting about this, posting a testimonial, anything. Um, So I really pride myself on that. And we all have like good and bad days, hard days, easy days, proud days, not proud days. And I think that's really normal to acknowledge. Um, And I I looked a little bit more into imposter syndrome recently and just like why I would feel that way or you know, what helps that? And again, it really is to kind of look at how far that I've come as an individual and for anyone listening, like how far you've come as an individual um, and really just acknowledging and accepting your growth too, which can sometimes be challenging, but it really is something that's important no matter what space you're in. Absolutely. And I remember, I don't know who I was talking to, but like imposter syndrome came up and it's so weird that like you brought it up and like, really like went into like what it means because like I feel like we either like hear it a lot Mm -hmm. or we don't hear it at all and you have like this idea of what it is but like never really pay attention to it and kind of brush it off so like it's interesting to see like even on a level like as an entrepreneur and as an owner for like a Mm -hmm. business how that can come into play as like your job but also like kind of seep into your personal life too yeah so like has there ever been any times where you feel like business-wise you're doing amazing for example but then like personally you're just like not in the right headspace and how did you kind of 
combat that? Girl, I'm still combating this every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard to find a balance, especially when I am the only person in my business. Like I have a videographer, you know, I have like a publicist, but I am, I'm running my business by myself. So it really is hard to find a good balance. And the thing that works for me is staying in a routine. Like I get up, I go to the gym every day to like kind of help set the tone for the day, help that really helps with like my mental health space. And then, you know, I sit down, I work on GTB, whatever I have to do around like my clients for the day, right? Mm -hmm. So it really is hard to find that balance. So I think the best way to do that is to find a routine, test out routines, see what works, what doesn't work, but also recognize that there are like uphills and there are times that are difficult, more difficult than others. Um, I've been so freaking blessed to have family and friends that are really supportive. I mean, I literally, my mom is like my momager. (laughs) So if I need help at a pop-up event, like she's there. If I need help with my taxes, my mom is there. So I'm so lucky to have that support system. And I know that not everyone has that, but I think between a support system and a good routine, it it's what like really has helped me in this space, but also understanding that, you know, it's not always going to be linear and on the tough times, I just need to ask for help and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's something that everyone can relate to in some aspect, no matter what. It's mm-hmm. like, we're all going through something, even like if we don't realize it, like yeah. there are so much that either like we'll sweep under the rug to try and like seem that we're fine or anything mm-hmm. like that. But in reality, like we're just like pushing it deeper and deeper and not reaching out for that help we need. And right. something that I'm so grateful for too, is like to have, like you said, a great support system that is just mm-hmm. there. And that's what I hope to do with this podcast too, you know, just be that support system for some people that may not know where to turn to, but even like in your own way, whether that's through your coaching or Mm -hmm. your jewelry, like you're doing that for someone else. You are reaching out and, you know, being that light that someone can look to. So how has being Miss New Jersey USA, Mm -hmm. Miss New Jersey Teen USA and a coach and just someone that a lot of people obviously know and look up to and are inspired by, how has that like affected you and your personal growth? Um, I would say in a very positive way. I think whenever I'm struggling in life, personally, business-wise, whatever that is, what brings me the most joy and what brings me the most fulfillment is helping other people. And as cheesy as it sounds, I feel like it's my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, why I competed for Miss New Jersey was, you know, to share my story with relationship abuse and educate other girls. And I wanted to leave legacy behind. And that really was to teach people how to love better, teach people how to get help if, you know, they're not in healthy relationships. And, you know, to this day, whether it be coaching and helping girls find their, like, full potential and work towards it, Um, I just feel most fulfilled when I'm in that space. So I know personally, for me, if I am not feeling the greatest in my personal life, it's because I'm not living up to that kind of calling Mm. and that purpose, which means I need to tap into that a little bit more. So I'm just so grateful to be a pageant coach, which is so much more than that. Um, And my mentors through Miss USA really helped me find my full potential and what my purpose was. And I feel like that 
is my purpose is to give that back to the younger generation. So I'm really happy and I feel grateful to be able to have found my purpose and to live that on a daily basis. Absolutely. And you definitely have left such a big legacy, (laughs) whether that was as a teen or as a miss, just so many people look up to you in so many ways and kind of around that pageant question. It's a little fun question just to (laughs) spice it up a little bit. Why did you compete for Miss New Jersey Teen USA first? Oh my God. So actually it's kind of funny because I had never heard of pageantry before. Like I thought of like honey boo boo before I knew about <laughs> most people do that or toddlers and tiaras or miscongeniality yeah. and I'm like uh, it's a little different <laughs> <laughs> and so the captain of my volleyball team in high school won Miss New Jersey Teen USA her name was Christina Thompson yeah. and um I was like what is this I have to know I looked up to her so much she was like a girl that everyone wanted to be friends with everyone wanted to know she was so full of light um, and I was like, I want to be like her. So I ended up competing and falling in love with the organization. Um, and later on, Christina ended up winning Miss Virginia, I think a year or two after me, which is so cool because yeah. I ended up at Miss USA, then she ended up at Miss USA. And I just can't like even fathom not being on this life path if it wasn't for her. So Aww. it's just so crazy how like, one little decision can change your entire life. So, so grateful for RBC Volleyball <laughs> competing in pageantry. But yeah, just so crazy how life is like one decision away from changing forever. Yeah. And did you know you wanted to do Miss as soon as you gave up your teen title? Honestly, no. Like really? all I wanted in life was to be Miss Teen USA. At the time when I was 16, I was like, all I want is to be Miss Teen USA. And so I was so heartbroken. I, I didn't place as a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took four years off focused on school and I was like, I'm, I'm never competing again. Like, I can't <laughs> deal with losing. And then I'm just so competitive. So losing to me is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. So I took four years off and, um, I remember my mom being like, gee, like, you know, you're going to compete for Miss eventually. I was like, no, no, no. And then I got the pageant bug. It just was the yeah. perfect time for me. And when I did it, I went all out and, at 20 years old, I ended up winning Miss on my first try, which I was like, so, insane, so insane. crazy. Like I didn't expect it at all, but I knew it was like my time. And it's crazy how God works like in strange ways. But yeah, I just got the pageant bug and I was like, I can't not do it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's so weird. Like when like thinking back, like how you said when you were a teen, you're like, all I wanted was teen USA. Mm-hmm. And that like afterwards, like you and I know we've talked about it too especially after I went to Teen USA and I didn't place either but I remember when we had lunch like the day after Mm -hmm. and like you came up to me like are you okay like how are you and I'm like I am straight up chilling I am good (laughs) and we just had a big conversation about like no expectations and just like trusting that everything happens in its time and it reminded me like even like the night after I won and you know this obviously as being my coach Mm -hmm. it was Miss New Jersey Teen USA, like, that was my dream. Like, I didn't even think about Teen USA, like, in the slightest. And even when I was talking to Lexi about it and my mom, I was like, after I won, I was just like, that's it. I'm done. I am, like, I made it. And then my mom's like, you're going to Teen USA. And everyone's like, oh, my God, like, this is insane. Like, be ready. Like, there's still more work to do. And I was like, no. Like, I'm (laughs) just like, I don't, like – I don't want to go. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, I, I, I didn't my goal. I completed yeah. it. Like, I don't know what else like 
to do. So after that, I was just able to like just purely have fun and just enjoy the moment Mm -hmm. and use the title. Um, Did that mindset after teen and then going into miss and winning on your first try, did that mindset that you have as a teen like change or how did you go about not winning Miss USA? I mean, you still got top 10, which is like incredible. Like literally no one I know can like say that. So (laughs) by you already did such an amazing accomplishment, but how was that mindset that you had going into Miss USA different than Teen USA? You know, what's so funny is I told this story today to a client, um, (laughs) very similar to how you felt was I remember winning Miss New Jersey USA and it is the most insane out-of-body experience when yeah. you accomplish a goal like that. I'm sure, as you know, when you get crowned, it is like – it just doesn't – it feels like a yeah. fever dream. Yeah. And I remember um, Valentina Sanchez. She was in my top five. She was a former Miss New Jersey uh, Teen USA as well. She came up to me after, you know, my crowning, and she was like, you're going to Miss USA. And it was a whole nother wave of emotions because I wasn't thinking about Miss USA. You're thinking about New Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. And so the second the crown gets placed on your head, you're going to Miss USA. So it happens so fast. And honestly, you don't think about it because it's like one thing at a time, right? But when that happened and you have that realization, like, holy crap, like this is really (laughs) happening. It's just a whole nother like wave of emotions and things to tackle. But honestly, it when I went to Miss USA, my mindset from Miss to teen was like freaking night and day. And honestly, the difference between it was when I went to Miss USA, like I had such a purpose, which was to share my story. And as a teen, I didn't have that. I was actually experiencing, you know, my unhealthy relationship at the time. So my confidence as a teen was like super low. I tried to fit a mold of what I thought a Miss Teen USA was rather than just like having fun and being myself and having the judges love me for that. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't have that. So when I came in as a miss, I was like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be super authentic. I want to share my story, show my personality, wear whatever I want, say whatever I want. And so winning for me felt so beautiful because I was like, oh my God, they accept me for me. And so going to Miss USA, I was like, my goals genuinely, Bella, was to make top 10. I was like, I want to stay on the stage. Yeah. Like I, for, you know, I, I just want to stay on the stage. I hadn't done that for Teen USA. So I knew going into it, if I was super authentic, that like, if the judges loved me for me, beautiful. If they didn't, that's totally okay. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Uh-huh. So that was just like my mindset going into Miss USA and what was so different than teen was just being really authentic, not trying to fit a mold that I thought the judges wanted and just being my own genuine molds, I guess. Yeah, you created like the mold for yourself like, <laughs> and for so many other people and I feel like it's so important to have people like you stories like yours right to be like you didn't get it like say what you wanted the first time but like mm-hmm. that's okay and like coming to terms with it yes that happened gradually over time and like it didn't yeah. happen right away but everyone's story is different and just being able to prove that like by being yourself it's so like every time someone asks you mm-hmm. it's like it's so cliche, but it's like your time will come or like everything happens for a reason. You just need to be yourself and just have fun. And it's like when you're in the moment competing, it's like, that's the last thing you want to hear. But like (laughs) 
once like it happens, you're like, no, really, like that's it. Like I told the story at um, our orientation too um about like my pageant journey with um the Miss New Jersey Teen USA and Miss New Jersey USA organization and how the first year I just went pure just like nerves like mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking anything else just like oh my god I can't believe I'm here I'm the youngest one here this is like so crazy like I can't do that like I was just so nervous the whole time and then placing fourth runner up I was like wait wow like if I was that nervous and really <laughs> think that I did that bad but got fourth runner up <laughs> next year I'm going to come back and just swipe it and then I just got in my head so much about trying to be perfect and either Mm -hmm. win or just like at least do higher again because so many times you see the stories of the girls from top five that come back and then they don't place and I was like Mm -hmm. that can't happen to me like I was just so in my head Mm -hmm. and that caused me to do the exact same I got the same exact placement but it was the fourth or the third time sorry I was getting ahead of myself there (laughs) it was the third time that when I literally just went in just was like you know what just if this is meant for you this is meant for you Mm -hmm. and just clear all separate the stress and the nerves and all the extra voices that are in your head telling you that like well, what if the same thing happens that happened to you last year like getting rid of all of those all of the noise and it truly makes the world of a difference. And you as a coach helped me through that. And yes, it was already within me. And I know like we've had it talks and talks and talks about it Mm -hmm. that you were like, you like when you say you are a winner before you're crowned and you are a winner. If you are crowned, you're a winner. If you're not crowned, you're still always a winner. And the biggest thing that you told me was you were like, it was all you. Like you were like, yes, I was there to guide you and be there for you and help bring that out of you. But it was all there. We just have to mm-hmm. like realize that it's there. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget. Yeah. And you honestly were so calm, cool, and collected that weekend. Like I remember yeah. checking and I'm like, hey, babe, how do you feel? You're like, I feel great. I'm like, great. And I honestly, <laughs> like really soaked that in. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that happens every year. When I won Miss New Jersey, I was so calm that it was like scaring me. I was getting nervous that I was so calm. Yeah. But I mean, same thing for Lexi. When you hear her tell the story, she was like, I was just really calm. And, yeah. chill. and it's I so know. interesting, like how that happens. Um, And I really do think that that helps like you kind of set yourself up for success. But yeah, everything was already inside you. And we just we just pulled it out, girl. And you were absolutely incredible. I cried harder when you won than when I won. I, <laughs> I jumped out of the chair. I think the chair fell. It was just so exciting. So I was so happy to witness that and just be a small part of that experience and just helping you realize your potential and who you are. And here we are, girl. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. And one other thing that I wanted to um, point and mention was that um, as a coach, one of your big things or literally the big thing about realizing mm-hmm. like as like a pageant competitor is like finding your brand and like who yes. you are. And once you know that everything else will fall into place and everything else will kind of like answer itself. Mm-hmm. So what was like that journey for you, like really finding your brand and knowing that it was like, yep, this is it. Cause like for me at first I thought I was like, yeah, it's going to be click for babies. It's just what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for years. And that's just always what I kind of said. And yes, I love that organization and I still work really, really closely with them. But it was, I think even after like a few sessions, 
then I I was like, wait, no, like, I think I want to do this. And you're like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it just clicked. <laughs> and I mean, now we're here and like, we've been here for, this is our second season of Be Well. And I've been able mm-hmm. to do so many events and stuff like that. So for you, like, how did you realize you were like, once like, you know, your brand, like you're set? Well, I really think that it's such a deep dive into who you are, like in order to showcase who you are you have to know who you are really really well um and that's a tough thing to know especially at a young age whether it be 20 whether it be 15 16 like that's a tough thing is going in deep diving being like okay no this is what I want to bring to the table and I think it really was like having such great mentors who helped me build my brand because my brand was tough to talk about Like when I first started um, talking about it, I was 19 years old, right? And so to talk about being in an abusive relationship at 19 is rough. And I had, yeah, super scary. And I wanted to make sure it came across on a positive light and not to scare people away. So um, it was a deep dive, making sure that what legacy did I want to leave behind? Because when you're competing, you're not just showcasing, you know, yourself you are bringing your plan of action to the table, right? So as a judge, when I'm hiring you for the position, I'm not just hiring you, I'm also hiring your plan of action. Yeah. So I think for me, it was taking a step back and saying, what do I want my legacy to be? What like, who is Gina Mellish? And what does she want to leave behind? So that really, for me was um, the big factor. And, you know, thinking about like, being really specific about who I am, um, you know, because anyone can come in and say, oh, I love Click for Babies, right? Mm-hmm. I work for Click for Babies. But what is different between, you know, girl A, B, and C? And it really is that unique thing or, you know, how I've like called it a brand that's going to set you apart from everyone else, make you unique and also be your plan of action for the year. So, um, you know, taking that deep dive, figuring out what it is, and then just also building it like anyone can say I do this, this and that. But when you sit in the chair, and you buy for a title, like you have to be working like a title holder before you get there. And Bella, you did that. That is Aww. for sure why you know, you stood out so beautifully, because you got there, you sat in the chair in the interview, and you were already working like a title holder. And that's something that's really beautiful to see. So I'm just so happy that you were able to do that. And that be well is what it is today. Oh, well, it's all because of you and all of your help (laughs) and guidance. And as a coach, how has it been like seeing it from the other side of things? Because even like as a title holder and like going Mm -hmm. to orientation and like just getting to like sit there and watch the girls, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fun. Like I love (laughs) being on the other side, too. So how is it as a coach? Um, I think it's a big responsibility um, because you do have someone's dreams in the palm of your hands and need to approach that in a loving, nurturing way. Um, And knowing that everyone learns differently, right? Like I have had coaches in the past that, you know, were experienced that I just didn't not click with their way of learning. And that's totally okay. You need to find someone that you trust um, and fully trust them. And I'm so lucky to have you, you know, that you did trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely it's, it's hard because you fall in love with people. And um, pageantry is just it's something that's so special, especially when you see this light in someone that I saw in you and that I see in so many of the girls that I work with, um, 
when you see something in someone and to watch their dreams come true is so cliche, but it's probably one of the most beautiful things I've been able to experience in life because I had the control over like making my, you know, dreams happen, right? That was all in my control, right? I put in the hard work, but to have the opportunity to have a small part in someone else's dream is so freaking beautiful. So I feel so lucky to be in the position that I'm in um, and to be able to do that and that girls do trust me to help them along that journey. And I hope that this is a very long journey <laughs> and a, like a start of a really long, like loving career. But I genuinely, it brings me so much joy to have even the smallest part in that um, and to just care and nurture and love the girls like they're my own um, and watch girls dreams come true. I know that's cheesy, but it's, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And the whole organization and the whole purpose behind like pageantry and especially um, the Miss Universe organization is women empowerment. And Mm -hmm. not only is it women empowering women, like the contestants empowering each other during the whole process, like, yes, it is a competition, but I've never been around a group of girls that, that really genuinely care about one another, whether that's on the state level or the national level, like we're competing for a big title, but yet Mm -hmm. everybody was just like, oh my god your dress is sun like there's no animosity (laughs) whatsoever and it was just so much empowerment so as a coach there's also so much empowerment that lies in your hands too because Mm -hmm. it's all just like belief in your clients and belief in the girls that they can do it and Mm -hmm. how do you interpret women empowerment as a coach now like did it change for you was it amplified or did it pretty much stay the same that question makes sense Oh, that's a good question, Bella. Um, honestly, I that's a tough one. I feel like it's so that's a really good question, Bella. You have me stumped. <laughs> no, I'm like, I, I don't like know I'm if it's just because five. my question doesn't make sense or <laughs> no, I feel like I'm in top five all over again. Like, Damn, she's not a good coach. Here we go. You pick, you, I'm gonna be the next judge at Miss New Jersey. No, USA. literally. <laughs> <laughs> um It is so special to be in the position that I'm in. And I think what is most empowering to be in this position is helping girls realize their own potential, which again, we've kind of spoken about Mm -hmm. before um, and touched on. But I think half the battle of winning is believing that you can do it. And I think self-sabotage is a real thing. There's so many things mentally that you have to overcome before you can set yourself up for success. And I think at Teen USA, I completely self-sabotaged myself because I didn't genuinely believe that I deserved it or that I could do it. When I competed for Miss New Jersey, I knew in my heart that I was worthy of it, that I was deserving of it, that I could do it. And so what is really empowering for me and what I feel like women empowerment is in my position is to genuinely help girls believe that they can do it and that they are worthy, right? Because we don't really realize it until we're underneath the crown that we can do it, right? So we have to know in that aspect before we get there that we're worthy and that we can do that. And that really is half the battle. So 
I remember like b- before being underneath that crown in that moment, I was like, no, 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 I can do this. Like mm-hmm. regardless of what the circumstances are, regardless of who I'm competing against, I've worked really hard to be here. I want this and I'm deserving. It doesn't mean anybody else isn't right. But yeah. knowing that, you know, you can do it really is half the battle and like letting yourself believe that because then you're opening up yourself to be vulnerable and have that world of opportunity. Gina, you are absolutely incredible. Like, I, ugh, every time I just listen to you talk, I'm just like, I just want to be her. Like, you're just such a beautiful person inside Thank and out. You. And I know that obviously through all of the questions and like all of the things we've been talking about, you've given just a plethora of advice. But if you could just leave like one message or one piece of advice that you just really want to get across to the listeners, like what would that be? Whether that's for starting your own business or, um, pageantry wanting to get into it but being nervous anything like that what is the best piece of advice you can give to someone oh my gosh so many things I wish we had more time (laughs) but I would say honestly what really um helped me throughout whatever it is that I've done right because everything I feel like I have done in my life has been a really big risk to take whether it's competing in a world that I've never been in before or starting a business on my own with no business experience or like studying abroad in Italy to another country by myself like whatever I've done it's been a huge risk and if I could give a piece of advice it would just be to dive in like bet on yourself because if you won't Nobody else will. And Mm -hmm. again, such a huge part of that is having that support system. So I'm so, so grateful to have that, whether it be my family, my friends, my pageant family, like literally my, (laughs) my ride or die um, that I've built through the years of like 10 years of being in this industry. But it really is to bet on yourself and take risks um, and just let yourself believe that you can do it and I feel so grateful to be in the position that I'm in and to have like taken every opportunity and made the most of it but you can't take you know you, you can't make the most of an opportunity you don't take so I just keep taking risks and bet on yourself oh <laughs> uh, thank you so much Gina for joining thank me you. you are absolutely incredible I can't say it enough and Aww. I'm so grateful to have been able to not only um, be one of your clients, but also to now be one of your friends, I guess. Forever. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> like, I guess you could say that we're friends You're now. stuck with me, girl. <laughs> uh, thank you again for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the Be Well podcast. We have new episodes coming out every single Friday, and we can't wait for you to see next week's very special guest, which will be announced on our Instagram at the Be Well podcast. So make sure you're following there and following on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor for all of the new episodes. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye.